Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. You there, John? John, are you there? Are you there? Hello? John? Oh, oh, oh. Uh... John. Are you there? Hello, no. Hello, no. Hello, no. I have to open. Hello? 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 You there? Mike. Yeah, I hear you. Right. Okay, I hear you. I think Vince is calling, too. I didn't fucking know you had to put in the, the fucking number. I thought that was only for, like, the host or something. Nope. I needed it. That fucking sucks. Ah. 
do me a favor, post that on Facebook. Did you all you have to do is put in the caller ID? Or yeah. the call ID number? Yeah. All right, because I had to enter my fucking the pin number. Do you even know what you're doing, Mike? You you, you start nope. up the podcast and all of a sudden you want to go live. You don't know what you're doing. It's you just you just went backwards six years. Congratulations. Well, I didn't know that that's how this like. Oh, you don't, you Mike. Know. Why don't you turn on your oven? Wait twenty minutes. Stick your fucking head in it. Well, it's gonna take less than twenty minutes for that to happen. I just want to make sure it works. I can hear you. Yeah. Why does it say California for you? That's weird. Maybe I'm maybe I'm in California. Maybe I moved up in the world. You didn't move to California. Yeah, I'm stalking my sister. She's now uh, teaching rich kids at a private school. You know, I got two two months to really plan out the whole uh, how I'm going to do this thing. But uh, don't worry, just got to look for a nice uh, old classic car with a mother and a child, so they can use the bathroom. And I could take it and uh, do what John, I have to. Are you still there, John? Yeah, sorry, I was supposed to. Know. Okay, no, because uh, what did you do? He's a fucking idiot. Thank God, with a brain. Wait, what did you post? The fucking caller ID, jackass. Oh, okay, good. John posted, help me. <laughs> he, got, he got 15 likes already. <laughs> ah. So, um, Mr. Uh, Vince, how are you this evening? It could be a lot better. So, uh, so what are we talking about here, guys? Huh? Listener's choice. Huh? That's good. Oh. Three minutes in, no calls, except for the people that are supposed to be here. It's really <laughs> it's like opening up a restaurant, grand opening, the next day's grand closing. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have, even know. Um, oh, what do you what do you have? What what's your topics? Hey, I, I have an idea. Let, let's yeah. have a podcast. All right, we're gonna do a podcast. Let's yeah. not establish it and then have let's have listeners choice. That's a that's oh, gonna be fine. brilliant. It kind of is established, by the way. Yeah. Okay, where's level. the callers? Yeah, where's the callers? <laughs> Nowhere yet, but hopefully soon somewhere somebody will pop up. Uh, one person right, well, are established. Yes. Regardless, yes. for recording's sake, yes. we should get this ship moving. Absolutely. John, you are the host. John, you take it away. Actually, Michael J., you always bring it back on the break, so do your worst. All right, and we're back. And it's listener's choice time. But uh, not many listeners have called in as of yet because of an oversight on my part. But hopefully that will change. Yeah, Michael J's kind of an idiot. <laughs> kind of an idiot. Well, I, like I said, I don't know how this works. And plus, I was just injected with some fucking weird shit. So that's yeah, how is your brother? <clears throat> oh, yeah, already so there. Wow. If we haven't guessed, we have a very special person with us, Mr. Vincent Paul. Not that special, but that's very nice of you. And uh, I think we have, I, I think the one thing uh, that the listeners 
wanted to uh, talk about was how we all now consume our media, considering the VHS stores are no longer around. And yes, granted, depending on what town you live in, there might be that one shop, but that's not every single city. That's not every single small town. And it's something that has definitely changed. And of course, you go along with technology. And it depends on how you look at it. I think some people have changed for the better. Others are still stuck where they just want to, you know, they just, they still want that experience. So they're just buying instead of renting. They want to collect the media. I think Mike's one of the biggest uh, perpetrators of that, to be completely honest. He's somebody who, like, who will buy blind just to have oh, the media. Absolutely. I do that absolutely. all the time. But here's the thing. Since people want to talk about distribution, let's actually understand it a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about where we came from because to really understand where the fuck we're going, you always got to know where you came from. So, Let's rewind it back to how film was first put out there to the masses, which was only in fucking cinemas. So if you didn't get off your fat ass and go to the theater, you didn't fucking see the movie. And back then, you didn't fucking talk during the movie. You didn't do shit like that. You went and you enjoyed it because it was an actual event. And the reason there wasn't talking during the movies, uh, Mike brought this up a couple shows back because he said there weren't uh, black people were not allowed in the theater, and I thought that was a really insensitive racial remark that Mike made. But that wasn't entirely the fact, Mike, because you weren't there. But I don't know if you want to apologize for saying that or not. That's your call. But I thought it was really insensitive. Um, that is very insensitive of me, considering that I'm, uh, you know, um, I'm attracted to the. Um, opposite race. So, what are you talking about? There's only one race. race. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, one race. There, there's one race. There's a human race. So, you, are you saying people of color are are a subhuman race? That's what you have to mean. Jesus Christ! We're two minutes in. You're already, you're making it worse. Well, here's the thing, people. We have to understand that Mike is operating on a less than average IQ level. Eighty four. Yes, minus 15. Oh, God. But, yeah, no. that's, it's not, you're right. That's how it was up until, I, be, I believe it was till the early 70s when you started seeing this form of cable, like home box office that we know now as HBO. And that, of course, was not available in every single city. And then slowly right. the video stores. But that's how it was. You didn't. Unless it was Gone with the Wind, which would play in a lot of theaters as time went on. Because it was a classic. Right. And there weren't a and lot of films. that's things were really back in the day is the theater was the life of a movie. You went and you saw it there. And they would play for a real long fucking time. And past the theater, we had basic channels, NBC, ABC, bullshit like that. And occasionally you'd get a movie there. And, and as Vince said, cable came along. And with cable came another form of theater, the drive-in. And the drive-in gave birth to a lot of... Uh, it gave a lot of birth to movies. kids, too, if you want to go down that lane. Yeah. But that's different. <laughs> the most obvious one. Did you say gave a lot of birth to tits? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I said, Mike. Gave a lot of birth to tits. Why don't you go in your white premise group? Let the professionals talk about this. Give people an education. <laughs> 
I can't believe the guy with so many so, disabilities could hate just people that look different from him. Amazing. <laughs> if he's making that noise, that'll get over. <laughs> so, Mike, just have a baby, Ruth. We all know that you love it soft. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, there was a drive-in. And then there popped up a whole bunch of little fucking theaters. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the art house ones, the ones that showed the pornos and the films that the average people or the <laughs> good people didn't go to see. And then, then came home movie release. We had the Betamax Wars with VHS. And, and this the, is, I'm sorry, uh, I was going to say that the Betamax was, of course, officially that was just like HD. I'm jumping ahead, but it's like the HD DVD was the better quality right. and better overall. But it was all about, uh, we. Uh, I know it won in. <laughs> why VHS won, but. Or. Uh, exactly. Just like why Blu-ray won as well recently was porn. Right. Well, I do have HD DVD porn. There just wasn't a lot of it made, and it had to go to Blu-ray. It's all about how to get the content. And then, of course, other studios also decided. I believe Disney was also a big factor as well when it came to Blu-ray. But, yeah, going back, the VHS being a war was a huge thing, and price really factored into that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as much as we cherish the VHS in the era thereof, the superior product was actually the Betamax. It was just a lot more expensive during a time where, um, where yeah, just like today, it mattered. And especially when something's new, nobody knew what was better or what was not. You know, going into the store, yes, the salesman's going to tell you. But it came down, I think, what I read in articles, uh, there was a Time magazine piece. This is going back, I want to say 84, 85, I can find online, about the sales of Betamax dwindling was the titles. Some titles were not available. Let's use the example of Jaws from Universal Studios. Universal didn't put out a lot of stuff on Betamax. So they were shifting. They knew where to go. And that's and of course content will always went out of where you what you are going to purchase and why you're going to go with it. Right, and back then price, as you said, was a big factor. VHS won out, and as soon as things started to sway that way, of course, all the content went to VHS, completely killing Betamax. And plus, Which VHS we, was so much cheaper. That was another huge thing. And I could be wrong on this, unless the facts were not facts and were just opinions. But I, there was something with um, harder to record on like TV shows on Betamax. They didn't make it as easy as you would on a VHS player, where you could record live TV. Huge thing in the eighties. Oh that yeah, was, I mean that was a DVR. Oh yeah, if you were a kid in the eighties, if you were alive in the eighties, you remember pulling out a blank tape and recording whatever the hell it was, whether it was the movie of the week or, you know, the the fucking late night porno. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
the um even you know what I used to record the uh scrambled pornos. Like yeah, I used to record the Spice Channel scrambled. Of course you have horrible eyesight, it probably came in perfect for you. Well <laughs> no it didn't, but I would look and I'd be like, Oh look, it's a nipple. That's perfect. Now now wait, maybe I can see the vagina. And then I look and I'm like, hmm that looks that squiggle looks like a a vagina. Hmm. Oh, so that's that's what they mean by the lips down there. I get it now. See? And then past Mike's reminiscing and probably starting to rub one out, how many of us actually remember sitting back and having the fucking remote and fucking stopping and starting the recording during commercials? That was a key thing. You You really had to know. You almost had to time it out perfectly. Of once you, I remembered once the local ad played that five, ten second uh, news teaser of uh, news at eleven. Then you know, okay, get ready to hit record because the movie's going to come back on or the TV show is coming back on. That was your cue. They always gave that subtle cue. Yeah, or you could just hit um, pause. You know, pause and then pause again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All together. Because that, uh, you know. So that was your trick. Uh, yeah. He was just too blind to see the stop button. <laughs> That's all that was. was lucky accident. <laughs> kind of like Mike's birth. Yeah. Well, I don't know about lucky. Yeah. We know about the accident part. <laughs> it's always good when the doctor comes in to deliver you with six quarts of fucking Michelob in his system. Ah. Michelob Light. All right, it's a question mark. So, Mike, you were delivered by Tom Atkins from Halloween 3? Ah, well, no, he did Miller, not Michelob. Eh, yeah. cheap beer, whatever. And Mike's mom tried to come on to him, but he said he was gay. Yeah. Oh. If my mom tried to come on to anybody, they'd say they were gay. So Nobody ever tried to come on to your mom, but figured to leave them in worry. Probably not, no. Jesus Christ, he just takes it like the gimp that he is. He just, just throw horrible insults. Like, yeah, probably true. Yep, that's only, there's only one way to take it, and it's that way. Yeah, she's or a real good and hard like your mom does. Yes. Yeah, so unless hard. you need gravy down her throat, then yes, absolutely. Ah. Yes, and I, oh, I can't. I don't like gravy at all. Ugh. She was she was the only person to be happy to get a prosthetic leg so she could hide fun size Snickers in there. Well, yeah, it is like a rocket launcher, so. Uh. But yeah, then, getting back. Yeah, past VHS, we then had the DVD VHS wars, which we all know DVD won out. Yeah, which you have to quickly, slip in. Sorry, John, but you got to slip in. It's a big thing. Um, the Laserdisc, which was in the 90s, in right. the early 90s. And that was, that again, could have been, that could have worked. And there's a lot of factors on why it didn't. I believe the price was the biggest thing in the players because the size of those, it was the size of a vinyl. Right, right. 
but it held a lot of features. I have, but it's unfortunate. I have the Laserdisc. I just don't have a Laserdisc player. I have Halloween 2 on Laserdisc that I purchased two years back. It's just near mint condition. But it's more of a collector's item. But all the features on there, it's like, they didn't put this on the first stupid Good Times DVD release. But this was here, you know, 10 years before that came out. And it was such great media. It was just, again, not enough people willing to take the risk. And again, not enough content. Big thing. I I think the problem with the Laserdisc was the, the technology wasn't quite refined enough and it was still so expensive to produce it that they just didn't have an ability to mass market it. Enough people just weren't willing to take the chance on such an expensive purchase. That's also a good point. Big enough advantage. That along with it would be the equivalent of putting out a Blu-ray player, something the capacity what Blu-ray is today, 1080p, when you still had tube TVs that were at most going up to 480p. So you weren't getting the true advantage of it. And the TVs back then, if you wanted that full setup, you're spending over $5,000 to get what that should be accompanied with. You can't put regular fuel in a Lamborghini. Just like you can't hook up a Blu-ray player, a 7.1 surround sound, and you got a 32-inch 720p TV. It's not going to do it. It's it's a waste of money. It's a horrible system. Yeah. But then they did refine it. We got Blu-ray. And Blu-ray, Blu-ray won out. But we find ourselves in kind of an odd situation right now because we have Blu-ray, and it's still pretty damn popular. We have the new 4K Blu-rays, Ugh. and we also have digital. There's a why? I'm sorry, Mike, but why is that a UG with 4K? Eh, it's not necessary. Look, I, I have, completely disagree. Yeah, I have the luxury of I have an 80 inch 4K that was a gift from work, and I have Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4K. It's the only well that and the new Star Wars picked up because it has 4K, and so how I why I saw the difference was put the 4K player up into, you know, Texas Chainsaw Master looked magnificent. Put the same player to my 60-inch Sony 1080p, and it has all the nice features. And, yeah, you can see the difference. You can see a huge difference. The, plus, also how that was remastered was brilliant, just like with new upcoming Phantasm. I have high hopes for it because that color scheme is really going to pop. And it's, yeah, I think this time they got it right with 4K, where they pushed and rushed 3D, and it just never took. There wasn't enough to it. When ESPN couldn't get 3D over with sports fans, that's when you knew it was done. But 4K is the reason that's going to win out, and and not jump too much off topic, but it's going to win out because of remastered movies, but most importantly, gaming. Gaming is what's going to keep 4K around for a very long time. And it's not a bad thing. Once you get the right setup, trust me, you'll... You'll think of it, you'll look at Blu-rays like DVDs, and you'll look at DVDs like VHS. That's how good it is. Mm. Yeah, and that's Um, actually what I've been telling you, Mike, for a while, is, what, two years ago, 
you were pestering me that I needed to make the the Blu-ray jump. And my whole opinion back then was that it was uh, uh, pretty much a stupid move because everything's going digital. There's no reason to invest in this venture. Just wait. And I did make the move because, you know, whatever. And there's a noticeable difference. And that's what you were saying all along. But what yeah. you have to realize, Mike, is there's a noticeable difference with the 4K Blu-rays compared to a Blu-ray. It's the same thing as DVD to Blu-ray, just as Vince said. That whole reason all, for upgrading is there for the quality across the board. Exactly. And it also goes into the setup as well. You can't just use your old HDMI cables into 4K and go, ah, it doesn't look good. It's, you have to do the, the right things to have that full experience. And, of course, you have to love movies. I'm a Halloween mark. It, I know, and I've said this for the past five years, and it's also what I do for a living. I have to project, and I know I'm going to be right. So in 2018, when Trankus releases the Halloween box set once again with all of them in they 4K... Will they will not. We're, they will, and we're going to... It's not happening. Guys like me are going to buy it. Well, I have the box Mike, set how, how much, how, Yeah, and there, there was a VHS box set. There was a DVD box set. And wasn't there well, a no, Blu-ray box the set? The DVD box set was only in the UK because Still, studio... It I mean, counts. You know, well, not it really. Because, so, you know. no, it, 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 yeah, it does. There's wow. other people that live in other countries, and they don't want to accept that because they're not you know, all white. But, you know, different people, different backgrounds. But that's what they're going to do because it makes business sense. Business sense. Well, um, I won't be buying a 4K um, thing because, I mean, it just goes to show. Yeah, but Microsoft doesn't have enough faith in it because, as we saw before, they're not including a 4K or not not Microsoft, I'm sorry, Sony. They're oh. not including a 4K Blu-ray player in the updated PS4. They, now, that makes no sense. You can play 4K video games, but you can't watch a 4K Blu-ray? That's well, just, that's most not. likely, Mike, that is because they're saving that for the PS5. Because then that is a driving force behind that system. They're not going to make a PS5. They're going to make a PS4K. No, they won't. Because they will make a PS5. Yeah, there will be a PS5 because when Scorpio comes out next year for Xbox, which will be a huge smash hit. I don't even know what Scorpio is. uh, It's been a project ongoing since 2011. Public Uh, wants to say 2013. It's truly been 2011 to get all the parts right. And that is going to be a huge hit. And that is going to have everything on it. The Xbox One S is kind of your in-between for those people who didn't get the Xbox One. Okay, here's the Xbox One S, and now we did more to it. But when the Scorpio version comes out, it will have everything. And plus, to me, go on and talk about media. The reason I use Xbox, and not because, again, it was free... It was. It made, I had a PS4 very briefly, and I traded it in. I mean, I lost money on it. Spent 350 bucks to go. Yeah, it's not for me. 
But if you want to watch media content, if you want to stream, I still think Xbox One is the way to go because it's made for it. I can play a game and also watch TV in the corner of my screen if I choose. And that's something you can't do on a PlayStation 4. And I use most, really my video game console is mostly for streaming my media and occasionally playing video games. And that's what I like about the Xbox One. Uh, won't play, you got to get around it, but it won't play burned uh, D- DVDs or Blu-rays out of the box. Right. But there's a, there is a way around it, which is very legal. So. It's, it's, are you sure it's legal? Yeah, because there's an application you could put on there to do that. Because burning a Blu-ray does not make anything illegal. I could, I own the Blu-ray. If I want to make a copy of it, backup because somebody wants to borrow it, but I'm not giving them my copy. It's perfectly uh, legal. But I just go around the other way by burning the Blu-ray onto my desktop and then streaming it from my desktop to my Xbox One to have all my digital media right there, ready to go, stream when I want it. Again, that is an advantage that the video store didn't have because of this very simple thing. Let's think when you're sick, you have the flu, you want to watch a movie, you're not going to run out to the video store as much as you want to. But you can... I've done it. Yeah, but you're not going to be running. You're going to be hobbling along, slowing up everybody's time and getting people sick. But you can, from your bed, press a button and stream what you want to watch through, whether it's Hulu, Netflix, whatever you want, Amazon Prime. You know what I did the other day? And, John, you'll probably think I'm an idiot for doing this. This is a couple months ago. I'm laying in bed. I couldn't. I was so lazy. It was 11 at night. I wanted to watch Jaws again. Uh, or Jaws 2. So I know I have my copy somewhere. I didn't feel like getting up to look for it. So for $3.99 from my bed, I bought it. I rented you it. jackass. Yeah. Because I, for four bucks, I could be lazy and go, I'm just now going to stream it from at the time I'm using an Android device. I'm just going to stream it to my Google Play, uh, to the Chromecast on my TV. And, and I did. That's what I was they so want you to do. But I have the luxury. I could, do, I could, yeah, I could spare four bucks, okay? Yeah, but that's what but, they want you to do. They want but, you to do that. It doesn't, I, well, I did it. It doesn't matter because I was happy. And that is something that, yes, as much as we love to go in the video store and look at the back of the box cover, it was great. We didn't have a smartphone to look up what it was. We just bought it. We rented it because, well, that's what the cover looks really cool. But to have that ability to go, ah, you know what? I don't feel like getting up right now. I'm just going to rent it. I don't care. I'll go on Vudu. I'll look it up. I'll rent it. They got my credit card information. Boom. I don't have to move. That's a nice thing, but also owning the physical media, having your library, and that's something that I think more Generation Xers and above will appreciate than, let's say, Millennials, because it's a different generation. They weren't really brought up on that so much that collecting and showing off, if you will, was such mm-hmm. a big deal. To show off to your friends, yes, well, I, I, they're all in order. They're all alphabetical. You know, <laughs> I have a cousin like that with, with Nintendo games. It, it looks like GameStop. Or, or really go back more at game galleries, which are huge in Philly, it, 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 it's impressive. And I appreciate it going, well, I know what that took to collect all those. But that's a good thing to me. That's, to me, that's progress. Yes, you, you take, you give and take. But do you want to do a quick, if we can, if it's quick, I don't know, but what are the pros and cons from the video store versus our new way we, we're getting media content delivered to us? 
that's actually what, what I wanted pro, to do. Uh, I wanted to talk about that. Because perfect. Uh, let's go. A lot of people, and myself included, hold the video store in high regard. Because, honestly, it's nostalgia. It's how we were brought up. It's what we did. That was where we got our entertainment. And that just became part of our life. We went to the video store. We walked to our beloved sections. We looked at the rows of tapes at the, the cover art, which was a selling point back then. We talked about that. And you picked out what you wanted from there. I mean, if you were really ambitious, you'd flip the back over and actually read it. But not a lot of people fucking did that. And we have that now with fucking Redbox, if you still have those around in your area, or with Which, fucking Netflix. You have yeah, you the can, cover pictures. And the reason for guys like us in the same age group, um, the reason we do hold that uh, in high regard is because that's where we got our memories of movies, especially horror. So in some ways, the video store is kind of like the cool relative who let you have a sip of his beer when you're eight or nine. You go, that's I had one when I was a family member. That's the coolest uncle. You had, you had a lot in the womb, trust me. <laughs> I had cigarettes that, in the womb. Oh. Beer were good. Yeah. Go blame them for the mistakes. But but that's why it's a sacred place in our hearts. It's where we discovered what our favorite movies are still to this day was from a video store where you walked in and pretty much pick out whatever you wanted, depending on how cool your parents were. My dad didn't give a shit. He knew, I was smart enough to know what's fantasy and what's not, you know. I was running Lethal Weapon when I was six. Okay, so I, 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 I turned out pretty decent for people. A real good comparison is, is your first love, you know, the first time you got laid. Most of the people will think back upon that positively because it's a positive experience and will reminisce about that in a positive way. And that for cinephiles is the same for the video stores, where we discovered this love and passion. Right. I think that's what you're getting at, Vince. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's – and what was the great part of it was it was the mystery uh, when you were younger of just, especially let's go more for horror than anything else, because they always seem to have the most creative box covers. Uh, but one of the negatives were, I don't have to worry about late fees ever again, because if you rent something digitally, you got 24 hours or 48, or 72, depending on the company, it'll go away. Uh, what I hate about Redbox, I don't know if anybody... Uh, do you guys use Redbox? I have no, on I occasion. Okay, let me very, tell you, every very rarely. It's the worst experience. I've never used it, but everyone I walk past, it's, all, it's, the same, like, it's as if Redbox hires them. It's the same fat mom with her three ugly kids running a mess, and there's the poor guy behind her just go and just make a goddamn selection like the guy knows what he wants and it's always the same ugly mother and her three stupid kids every single every single one go out right now to a red box that's what you're going to say 
it's the, they tried to take the video store experience. Oh, let's cramp it into one thing, but we're going to keep the same assholes that used to go to the video store, just the worst ones, and we're going to just make sure they know where the red boxes are. That's what it is. Well, it's because they put them in the worst places. They're at the fucking grocery stores. They're at the fucking drug stores. They're at fucking places like that. And especially so, the uh, Walmart. The Walmart's oh probably... The and I don't know how half those people have a credit card. Well, I guess they accept debit. Then again, I don't know how those people have a bank account. And no, by those people, debit. Yeah, by those I people, uh, I'm talking about white trash. Oh. Yeah, Mike, how do Just, you have a debit card? I don't know. I have a I have a card for whatever reason. A debit card. Yeah, Mike uses his disability money yeah. to uh, to yeah. waste it on on, on Blu-rays. Well, yeah. yeah, that's only when it's, you know, good stuff, which is all the time. Yeah, yeah it doesn't problem. matter. I'm an addict. It yeah. doesn't matter that, you know, the roof's caving in, but, nah, I'm going to spend that money on, uh, on some Blu-rays and then we're going to watch because somebody said, hey, I wanted a copy of this. Don't worry, I'll get it and mail it <laughs> to you, spend more money, and then wonder why I don't have any money. I have started watching stuff recently. Like the other day, I watched um. I started watching um that Keanu movie with Key and Peele. I gotta tell you, you, they're funny gentlemen. I enjoy them. Yeah, why don't you say what you really said to us when we weren't recording that ugly <laughs> word you kept using? I'm like, you know, what you should watch. Um, it's called Loaded Gun. Just stared on a barrel of it. Really mm-hmm. entertaining. I think you'll like it. Interesting. Especially especially one with a toe trigger, because I know your hands uh, tremble a little bit. Just so you get the full effect, is all I'm you saying. You mean I could put, like, my big toe in the little loop for the trigger? Ah, and just... so... Oh, wow. absolutely. R- really great ending to it. Everybody walks away happy. Yeah, I think for the last episode of this show, that's what I'll do. <laughs> Probably the highest rated. That's the one you need to record. Uh, the, the I think... Well, actually, well, for somebody who is unapologetic about video stores would be Mike in that sense. Mike, you have to have a negative about what was the negative effect going to a video store for you. There had to be one. Hmm. Um, well, I would go there, and they wouldn't necessarily have what I wanted. Exactly, a limited um, selection. And, and well, that was especially true with the with the mom and pop stores. That kind of ended when Blockbuster came into play because Blockbuster had you know more copies of everything, whereas like mom and pop stores would only have like two or three copies. That's true. They were so expensive. Let's, let's, yeah, let's let's think about that. When fucking Jurassic Park comes out and you want to go rent Jurassic Park, but you're late to I the store, that. every fucking copy is rented. Right. But I bought Jurassic Park. It I was an example, Jackass. It's 20 bucks. And I think out of the three of us, I probably had the best experience growing up for a video store because I grew up in Northeast Philly. And I was in walking distance of, at one point, four video stores. But at the bulk of my time there, since I was uh, moving when I was 13, I had three different video stores within a full six-square-block radius that I could go to. One was a Blockbuster. The second was a Farmore, which had the greatest prices. Every, it didn't matter if it was new or old. It was a, it was a dollar. And video games were a dollar fifty, 
And then I had, and this is more of a East Coast thing, even though the name started in Philly, uh, West Coast Video was the third one. And uh, I figured I could use this knowledge about, which ties into why the mom and pop stores were getting closed down. Uh, A couple months ago, in my day job, we got to work with one of the founders of West Coast Video for a project. And this guy was with it from start to finish. Really brilliant guy. So West Coast Video was not really a true... They were getting killed by Blockbuster. So what he told me about was these mom and pop stores. When, let's say, we'll use the example, Jurassic Park. uh, Probably came in the rental, what, 1994? Because it came out in 93, I believe. So when the small one-store chain wanted to buy a copy of Jurassic Park, they still had to pay about 40 bucks. where Blockbuster, had they could pay, because they're buying in bulk, was around 5 to $10. Uh, they were also getting killed with video games. Uh, and, of course, there was a whole thing with Nintendo wouldn't no longer try to rent to... They had to be on a waiting list for Blockbuster because they saw they were just getting their profits getting killed. But... That's how the true. That's how why those local small business video stores were dying because Blockbuster was able to buy in bulk. They had the capital, and the only reason those mom and pop stores stayed along was video game sales. Uh, most likely, I'm just going to venture a guess. A horror movie is hard to find. Sci-fi, and if they had it, adult entertainment. Those are your reasons, and this was a really cool thing. Um, West Coast Video in the 90s, mid-90s, it didn't quite take off. It did pretty well in Canada locations. But in 1996, they started this service where this is online. You could place a video order, and it would be delivered to your house for a very small fee. And then they were trying to set up in 1998. It never took off. It never really saw the light of day. But they were going to do what Netflix is today. They were going to try to have a digital service. Just the technology was not there. So it's amazing to think a company like West Coast Video at one point had over 500 stores nationwide, was so ahead of the curve, they just didn't have the money. But to think of that, did any, did any of you guys ever see that or ever have that experience where you could actually have videos delivered to your house? Because it never happened to me. No, absolutely not. That's a fucking amazing thing. I'm surprised that did not take off. It just wasn't... Uh, what he told me was it just money-wise, it wouldn't have worked. And they tried to partner with Domino's. They tried, and it just wasn't happening where, hey, pizza and a movie, and we deliver. And it just, you know, guess both sides could not come to terms. Would have been a hell of an idea in 1996. That would have been groundbreaking. That would have been your dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. And But, yeah, now, again, we have sit on a couch, sit on a recliner, sit in bed. Press a button. Here's what you have. Or have it delivered through the mail. Just return it. And of course, with, I don't think, it's been a while since I've rented DVDs, Blu-rays through Netflix. Last I remember, and I stopped, Netflix had no quality control. You'd get back a scratched up disc. If you had that at a Blockbuster or whatever video store you want to, at least they could take care of it on the spot. You could look at it. Or you could return it immediately and say, look, it's not playing. It's scratching. They would take care of it. Yeah. Right. We don't have that anymore. So that's, that's the disconnect when it comes to the physical media, not the digital media. 
And speaking right, of so this, I just looked this up. Um, this is like um, theatrical and VHS release windows. I, I love this with how primitive it was back in the day. Now, Jurassic Park was released in theaters on June 10th, 1993. It did not hit VHS until October 4th, 1994. But that was, was over a year later. I, I got to make a Halloween reference because not only am I doing the streak. Yeah, I want to make the Halloween reference because not only am I keeping the streak alive for accurate on stable found on michaelmyers.net. That's right. It's a cheap plug, Mike. Um, but I want to all reference a Halloween no matter any time I talk to a microphone for a podcast. I And I know you did too. But I enjoyed waiting to re-watch Halloween 6 when it came out on VHS. It was a no, year. I did. But that was a great... Or just to know... I remember when Halloween 4 came out and I want to say it was a summer. It felt like it was the summer of 1989 or early fall. But I remember seeing it go, oh my God, I didn't know it was coming out this soon. You know, it was a year. But I, I wasn't... That's what I... You know, I wasn't used to it. But that excitement was great to have. And yes, we had the luxury. You go on Twitter or you just go on Blu-ray.com or whatever. You can find out when the street date's going to come. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when the movie's released a weekend, oh they, they will tell you when it's going to come out on video. Halloween 4 was released in theaters on October 21st, 88, I remember, because I was there that night. And it was released on VHS in May of 89. Okay, yeah, so it was a summer, or it felt like, I know, it was, I remember it was at, a, at the then wall-to-wall sound, and I remember renting that. They're going to have to, uh, please, I want to. And that was such a, I love that feeling. That, that was a short release. That was yeah. under a year. Because it was usually a year to a year and a half. And then to think you go back, there was such a long wait at times when the cable company, or not, so much the cable co- the cable companies themselves like they are now, but when you had HBO against Showtime, uh, who would get what first, and they were paying money to get these titles, so they could play it first to get more subscribers. And sometimes, if a movie came out in theaters, it would then come on cable. Two years was huge. That was really quick. Yeah. Five well, years they, for TV. They did that with Ghostbusters. HBO, um, you know, the original Ghostbusters was out in the summer of 84, but um, Christmas of 84, HBO showed Ghostbusters as like a special, like around Christmas of 84. And like HBO, was, special. HBO was always ahead of that, in my opinion, because uh, I remember the Halloweens that I have taped, which are Halloween 4, I, I still have that on tape from HBO. And it was the premiere. And that was, I think it's September 88 or October 88. It premiered on HBO. And I still remember the, uh, the, the voiceover for it. Can't keep a good man down. Michael Myers returns in Halloween 4, the revenge of Michael Myers. Or the return of Michael Myers. That's right. I just remember the, I just remember the can't keep a good man down. <laughs> I was like, well, Shouldn't they talk about Loomis? Shouldn't they show his? I always thought that like that connection as a kid. Like, shouldn't that be Loomis? He's the he's a good man, but it's a guy now, Michael. Still for Michael. You could throw in the Loomis there, where he says, you know, 
wasn't a man or it isn't a man. And that's things. It's the same thing I said to you every time you disrobe. Mm-hmm. And but either way, gentlemen, about the past, yes, the, the distribution dates were stretched out, and the anticipation was very good. But let, let's focus on the future now, because we've already said that most likely digital is where it's at. 4K is going to take over, but eventually that is going to give way to completely digital. But where does it go from there? The one big thing, what I still predict, and it's something that, and I don't want to see this happen because too many people are going to lose their jobs. The studio a very long time ago figured out a way to put this in people's homes, and you pay by credit card. You can pay with a membership. The day of the movie theaters might be dead. There will, there could be a day. I still see that happening. I see that happening by 2022, where you'll start slowly seeing the chain movie theaters close down. You'll have theaters such as, uh, which are very up and coming and really great if you have one in your area, called Movie Tavern, where it's the combination of Applebee's with better food and cinema. And they play a lot of retro classics. And they have a breakfast and a movie on Sundays. It's a really great experience. Those will last. But the AMCs, the Regals, I I foresee them slowly closing because they've never truly made those huge profits because the studios have them by the throat. That's where I see it going. I see it going where if they can figure out how to price it correctly, if they can give a need where, well, if we charge $30 for you know, one, one show and they get 24 hours, uh, we, we'll do it because – if the consumer thinks, well, we usually pay forty to forty-five dollars to see, you know, me and my wife, we pay forty to forty-five dollars to see a movie, and we're saving fifteen bucks. They can do it. What's the only reason it's taken such a long time is for uh, uh, piracy issues and how people can now steal the content, uh, and that's that's the reason why I feel it's taken so long. But that's where I see it going. I see it going directly into the homes. TVs are now getting bigger. They're getting more superior and cheaper in price. So that's where it's going to. That's what I see it anyway. Mike, what's your prediction? Um, I think I'll be dead before um, the digital media takes over the world. Um, I do agree with Vince to the God, fact that... I hope that, it happens uh, tomorrow. Yes, I do too. Um but um, I do feel that the theaters will close because, honestly, I don't see a point in really going to the movies anymore, especially because the window between theatrical and home video release is so limited, so small, that there really is no... I mean, like, uh, there's, like, in some cases, a two-month window nowadays. And it's like, what's the point in going and and paying like uh, $10 or $20 for, well, yeah, like 20 bucks for two tickets, plus you have popcorn and whatever else, when the Blu-ray will be out two months, three months down the road. And if you want to own it, you can buy it for sometimes under 20 bucks the first week it comes out. 
So, and there's the no other point. Uh, and the other thing, real quick, I just want to add before uh, you go, John, on yours is again we go to the generational thing. There's things I can't appreciate that a 65-year-old can't because uh, I didn't grow up with it. Uh, when younger kids, and I say kids, six, seven years old, they're watching a movie on a seven- or ten-inch tablet uh, for the very first time. They're experiencing that. That's their memory. So as they get older, what's a, what's a big screen to them? What's the experience of going to the movie theater? Because they had a tablet already in their hand, given to them by their parents. Here, watch this. So that fight for these theaters, keep them. No, it's not. They don't. They're not going to want it. It just goes into. I don't want to get on a tangent, but there's a reason why home sales are down, rentals are down. They're still living with their parents a lot later, and they can say, "Yeah, it's money." But it's a different way. It's a different way of growing up. And if you're, we were all introduced to a movie theater. I still remember the memories of seeing Back to the Future. I was, I was, I was barely a cunt hair over five, okay? And I still remember that. I still remember that feeling. Same with Ghostbusters 2. I remember I had all these feelings, Halloween 4. I remember that in the theater. That was special as a kid. So I always have an instinct. Theater means something. It won't mean anything when you're 10 and you're watching everything through something that you're holding. So what, what difference does it mean to them if a theater is in business or not? As long as they get it when they want it. So that's just what I feel. And to, to really just further your point, I, I agree. I see large chains completely closing down. It's going to be more of an art house, a special event kind of thing where it's not just going to be a theater. It's going to be a bar. It's going to be something along those lines. Absolutely. Because as you said, generationally, it has changed. Before, you would go and you would experience a film socially. You would experience it in a theater full of people and that helped create the experience. Now, our society is so selfish, and I don't mean that in a negative light, but it's so, I want this, and I want it now, and it, it's so based around you that the, the social aspect of that is gone. We want Netflix, so we'll watch it now. I don't have to, you know, sit with my parents and watch whatever's on TV with them. Or, I mean, e- even walking around town, you'll, you'll see nerd herds playing Pokemon Go and shit like that the social interaction of, of uh, content has changed completely. And, and here's the big... Just, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just... I was, and this is one example. Uh, I'm 34. I remember, you know, and I still do it, well, just not as much, so I'm actually being faithful now. Um, you had to... When I grew up, you had to talk your way into pussy. Okay, I'm just going to be blunt about this. You had to talk your way into pussy. You had to work for it. Now, what do you do? You go on t- Tinder. Ah, okay, show me your tits. Okay, here's my dick. Instant, you meet up that night. At least for me. But there was something special about working for it. 
not having beat there's it meant a little bit more. Like winning the Super Bowl. You put the work in, you got it, but everything's instant. And yes, trust me, I'm not complaining about sex being that instantaneous and that easy. It's nice. But again, generational. What are you used to? Look how things are different now. Right. Not good or bad. And plus I don't want that instant sex to change either. You know, I'm just I'm on the fence with it is what I'm saying. I'm picking a side. And, you know, the theater chains are, are stuck desperately trying to catch up. You know, they're, they're trying 3D. They're trying shaking seats. They're, they're trying fucking service to your seat. They're, they're even now trying extra screens on the sides during action moments that will give you a periphery to further engage you into the movie. And none of it's going to work. They're going to close. Now, the future eventually will be digital. Digital will completely win out. However, I I want to take it one step past that. I actually believe that it's going to even evolve past that. I I think things like we have right now with the Oculus Rift is the future. I think that is the technology that will really be the way that we enjoy content and films and stuff like that in the future. I mean, if you look right now, they're even creating the things to just kind of put out there as promotional for like The Conjuring 2 and shit like that, that that really immerse you in the film. And that to me is the future. And I could tell you again why it goes back again to why VHS DVD. And if anybody thinks I'm a pervert, yes, I'm definitely a pervert. Okay. Naughty America two years ago invested a lot of money in virtual reality because they knew that was the way to get actually get people to pay a membership for porn where everybody's getting it for free. I like the POV porns though; they're awesome. But they're doing virtual reality, and it's working. It's actually creating them a lot of money. Again, adult entertainment is going to dictate how the media is going to be done because if they're on, everybody else is going to be on. They know where they follow the money. They know where it goes. And yeah, I agree. And this, virtual reality is going to be the big thing. Yeah, and that's exactly why I wanted to discuss the past because it does always say where the future goes. Now, the adult industry backed VHS. The adult industry backed DVD. The adult industry backed Blu-ray. All of those won. The adult industry is backing virtual reality. Virtual reality will eventually be your TV. I'm sure there'll still be a central hub, but you know, you'll be able to throw on your Oculus Rift or whatever the fuck it's called at that point in time and go to Netflix and then enjoy an immersive, you know, fucking season of your favorite show or, you know, the Blair Witch or whatever the fuck it is. Hold on. So you're saying I can go into like Leave It to Beaver or Father Knows Best? No, they won't. They're only going to create content for shows that people watch and that are still alive to enjoy it. Yeah, but I'm still alive to enjoy those shows. I enjoy them every day. Yeah, they're they're not but, going after a guy who's off the government tit. Um, <laughs> they're not going to make enough money from you. Uh, but but well, let's look at it this way, Mike. They remastered Texas Chainsaw Massacre into 4K, right? Mm. So imagine when Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes out as a virtual world where you get to be the camera. Virtual Where you get to be 
in the film watching the events play out before you? Well, I'll be in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. No, you would definitely be the first one. You, your name would be Franklin. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Do I have to be Franklin again? You're old. No choice. Franklin. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's disappointing. I don't Genetics want decided that for you. I wanted Franklin to die. I was hoping that he would die. Everyone wanted died. Franklin to die. He was an annoying he, fucking gimpy. He really was one of the most annoying characters in all of horror history, by far. Uh, him and Tina, that's a very, uh, that's a good debate, which one was the most annoying. Except Wait, Franklin, you mean uh, Tina from Friday 7? No, T- Tina from Halloween uh, Part 5. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, uh, except Franklin had a much more enjoyable death where I think the audience probably, oh, thank God, he's dead. Yeah. The dead weight. But uh, I think no matter what, as long as people buy, that's what, and that's why this whole this thing with the studios bitching and the the, the piracy and they're stealing and da 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 the, the same the same studios who used to not pay uh, pay about ninety percent less to to uh, to actors actresses who were from you know different skin color there are bitching about, you know, we're, we're losing money, and they're not losing money. So with digital, uh, yeah, a lot of things have been digital, and piracy is not making a true dent. The only time that's making a true dent is to the independent filmmakers. Uh, it to, and that's why guys like... Um, oh, but I, I feel like a real ass. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Um Director of Hatchet, Frozen. Adam Green. Adam Green, Adam Green yes. Um, like guys like that, yeah, don't... Look, if you're going you're gonna to go down that route and pirate a movie, leave guys like that out of it. Rent his movie. If you're not confident paying $14.99 for it digitally, find it on sale for $2.99. Rent it. Like, that's the shit. I'm not saying for people to go out and steal movies, but Jesus Christ... Stealing five bucks from a billionaire, they're not going to feel it. And the reason people steal money, and this goes into the whole, or steal movies, this goes into the the dangers that they would say about media, you know, streaming media, and how it could be stolen. Uh, because customers, just like Napster, they were sick and tired of getting ripped off. They bought a CD for fourteen ninety nine, sixteen ninety nine, and it was only one song that was good. They buy a movie and go, Jesus Christ, I got ripped off. This thing stinks. I wasted $20. That's why people were doing it. And that's why they are still doing it. It's easy. The customer feels like they're being ripped off. My opinion, just be a little bit smarter. If you haven't seen it, rent the goddamn thing. If you have a friend, you know, like not everybody has a Michael J who owns everything. Go, Mike, can I just borrow this? I just want to watch. Okay, not everybody has that luxury anymore. But... Christ, man, that's that's why that's what that comes down to with the whole uh, why they were so scared for a long time to start doing this streaming stuff and have that digital content. But people were able to rip movies off VHS. You just needed two. We all knew the trick, just like a cassette recorder on the radio. That's how I used to, you know, get my favorite songs. It's not that hard, but 
it also doesn't mean even though they can Hollywood can bitch and complain about it and cry and say, you know, we're the victim, they're not getting rid of it either. They're going to keep it around. So, and part of the reason that I think that the virtual reality aspect of it is the future is it's going to be so much harder to actually pirate that, to steal that experience. It's something you've got to make people want to pay for it, just like 3D. Yes, I'm sure you can go on and find uh, people have ripped uh, the virtual reality experience already, and you upload it to your phone. Say you have a Samsung, they have the virtual reality headset, and you can watch it there. But it's just safer if you if you're really want something, invest the money if you can afford it. It's like I pay for my porn. Okay, because I there's things from 2005 I want to download I didn't know about. Well, let me get that scene ahead of that girl. I pay for Netflix. I pay for Hulu. I pay for cable. I pay for the NFL Red Zone along with the package. The whole, you know, everything. I get the NBA package, and I probably watch four games a year. I'm wasting 210 bucks on it. But I know I'm going to watch it, so I'm going to pay for it. And if I don't watch it, then I stop paying for it. Here's the thing around that for me that everyone should take away from this. If you enjoy something, support it with your money. Because the only way content sticks around in any form is that you spend fucking money on it. You show your support to it, whether it's going to the theater whether it's fucking DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, digital, whatever it is, if you support it, you're helping keep it alive. And that's the lesson behind this. Now, everything changes because that's just the fucking world we live in and we have to be able to roll with it. But you got to support what you like. Absolutely. And I still feel that no matter what, because it seems like the, it's hard to find net sales, uh, reliable source. But I do believe um, physical Blu-ray discs and 4K will not be going away anytime soon. That's more of a hope and a prayer than an um, accurate analysis. And what I see in my day job, uh, there hasn't been any talks about any companies that we get to consult with that they've ever brought that up about, let's get rid of this. There's always been talks about the physical game discs, but there's a there's a little underlying thing with GameStop and uh, Microsoft and PlayStation and Nintendo because that, there's a whole reason why that's really not going to go away anytime soon. It's more of a business thing where everybody wins. But I personally have never heard anybody say, oh, we don't need to – let's try to eliminate our Blu-ray discs. They're still making great profit off of it. And I personally buy Blu-rays. Uh, very picky about which I buy, but I buy it for the commentary mostly because you don't get that on streaming media. Exactly. You buy something streaming that does not come with it. So, and again, we're always going to have those film nerds, and I think kids from the younger generation will would appreciate that too if they love a movie. Like some young kid, let's say, he saw the new Ghostbusters, like this is great. You know, that's what he knows. Whatever. The Blu-ray comes out, maybe he's going to buy it because oh my god, there's commentary with the cast. Doesn't fucking matter what movie it is. It matters that somebody is like, experiencing something we've gotten to experience and we enjoyed it, and something the new generation experiences and enjoys it and keeps it going. Hell, they still make vinyl records. It's 2016. I can load 2,000 songs on my cell phone that's supposed to just make calls and send text messages, but I can 
put 2,000 songs on like it's nothing, but they still make vinyl. So that's what I want to leave you with. We still have vinyl records today. So some things will not change as long as there's a market for it. Exactly. You enjoy something, support it, keep it alive. Mike, you got anything I think in closing? Like- Mike has uh, nothing. He, you added nothing to the show. I really did, this, surprisingly. No. Yeah, not surprisingly at all. This is a... Uh, wow, this is... Why don't you call up Alex and work with him? Well. Uh, we're not make a good team. Yes. Maybe. No. Um, well, I have nothing else to add, really, in closing. Uh... This, uh, unfortunately, I was hoping more people would uh, join us this evening, but I guess not. Um, I was posting on Facebook and Twitter throughout this whole recording session, so, uh, you know. I'll give you some advice. First, you build up the show. You get people to know what it is. It might take 15, 20 episodes. Okay, you build it. You build it. And then, when you have a special, and John will appreciate this because he's a wrestling fan, uh, John, remember, remember wrestling in the nineties. Right. Remember the pay-per-views when they used to mean something. Because sometimes they have a few that would last the whole year to get to WrestleMania. You go, Mom, can I? Can you find the pay-per-view for thirty dollars? Because I want to watch Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. Okay. That's what you got to do. You just build the show up. You keep it going, and then when you I do a live one, it fuck it. But but the point is, you build it up. And then when you do something live, it's special. It's like, this is, we're going to do a live because this is a really special one. And we want to let you guys in on it. That's what you do. Hey, you're welcome. Just give me 50 bucks. Good. There's your, there's, there's your advice. You just got consulted with. All right. And with all that, we'll see you fuckers later. Yes. Hello? Are we officially off? Yeah, we're off. Are we off yet? We're off. Did I did I talk too much? I was just I wanted to sit in the background and then I with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.